the second last Sunday of the church year, November 15th, 2020. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that ever mindful of the end of all things and the day of your just judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you forever hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second to last Sunday of the church year is from the book of the prophet Daniel, the seventh chapter. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. I watched then, because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain, and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from the second letter of St. Peter, the third chapter. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. 
and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The day is surely drawing near when Jesus, God's anointed, in all his power shall appear as judge whom God appointed. Then fright shall banish idle mirth, and flames on flames shall ravage earth, as scripture long has warned us. The final trumpet then shall sound, and all the earth be shaken, and all who rest beneath the ground shall from their sleep awaken. But all who live will in that hour by God's almighty boundless power, be changed at his commanding. The books are opened then to all, a record truly telling what each has done, both great and small, when he on earth was dwelling, and every heart be clearly seen, and all be known as they have been, in thoughts and words and actions. Then woe to those who scorned the Lord, and sought but carnal pleasures, who here despised his precious word, and loved their earthly treasures. With shame and trembling they will stand, 
and at the judge's stern command to Satan be delivered. My Savior paid the debt I owe, and for my sin was smitten. Within the book of life I know, my name has now been written. I will not doubt, for I am free, and Satan cannot threaten me. There is no condemnation. May Christ our intercessor be, and through his blood and merit, read from his book that we are free, with all who life inherit. Then we shall see him face to face, with all his saints in that blessed place which he has purchased for us. O Jesus Christ, do not delay, but hasten our salvation. We often tremble on our way, in fear and tribulation. O hear and grant our fervent plea. Come, mighty judge, and set us free from death and every evil. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. In light of Jesus' words, there can be no question that upon his return he will judge the living and the dead on the basis of their works. If that was not apparent in the parable of the sheep and the goats, hear other words of Christ preached to the twelve. The Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Likewise, St. Peter admonishes, Be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot, and blameless. 
The church has taken to heart such words, as is evidenced by the collect of this day, which itself anticipates a judgment based upon works. O Lord, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that ever mindful of the end of all things and the day of your judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here. This prayer confirms the doctrine of the Church from all time about the necessity of faithful living, not the simplicity of sheer belief, whatever that may be commonly understood to be on its own. To say, I believed, will not be enough on the last day. That plea will not hold up before the judge. Woe to this generation of spiritual but not religious who wish to confess their faith as belief and acceptance and who wish to sever themselves from the true substance of faith as something living, not cold and intellectual. The man who confessed belief in life but who did not live in belief, who lived apart from the word and the sacraments, who lived apart from the body of Christ, and who lived a life devoid of faith in works, will be as a goat on the last day. The Lord will gaze upon him and ask him why he did not walk the way, choosing instead to stand at the head of that path. He will respond, But I believed, did I not? And Christ will answer, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did not live a life of faith and did not do good to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. When the lion is away, the mice will play. But the lion of Judah is coming back in his glory, and you know not when. This is no time to play. Be warned, for it is better for you to have remained a pagan in the world than to have been brought into the sheepfold of Christ only to reject him by your lack of fruit. Such apostasy of life is worse than never having been a Christian at all. Paganism and apostasy are similar in that they are both removed from Christ. However, they differ substantially and substantively, as a virgin maid differs from an adulteress, both without husbands, but one the worse off for it. Christ comes. The lion approaches swiftly. Be not found among the rabble of mice who play heedlessly, who waste the talents given by the master, who bear no fruit to provide him who seeks it. Mr. Beaver of Narnia speaks quite wisely of this lion. Who said anything about safe? Course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Christ is indeed the king who reigns in the glory of the Father 
and who in this same glory will return. He is in no way safe, but he is good, a trait and a nature far more valuable to you than safety or even vapid kindness. Thus, the old language of the hymnody serves the church better than recent translations. When the church sings, Every eye shall now behold him, robed in dreadful majesty. At his return, he will separate the sheep from the goats. He will separate those pure and pious Christians who walked the way from the rabble of impious pagans and false hypocrites. The mark of the faithful sheep are works And by such works, Christ will know his own, and his own will know one another. Those who lived in faith will be separated from those merely alive in faith or those devoid of faith. A distinction that is made by works, by living a life or by not living a life. Yet even as the nations of the world will be judged by works, It will not be works that save. Herein lies the important distinction of Christendom, that even as you confess the necessity of works according to the judgment, you who are in Christ are confident that salvation is not yours to merit. This is why the faithful protest against their works. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? These protests are the confessions of the faithful who strove in life to walk the narrow way, who pleaded with Christ for strength to live the life of faith, and who daily repented from wrongdoing. These are the protests of those who thought not about the good they did or to whom they did it, only seeing their Lord and seeking to follow him. These are the protests of those who did not insist upon their own way, but who instead struggled to live the way of Christ. These are the protests of the humble, who know that it is not about them, but only about Christ for them. They are recognized in, by, and for their faithfulness, works of good performed at the bidding of Christ, in the strength of Christ, and to the neighbors who bear the image of Christ. The goats, however, protest not in the same humility, but in a selfish pride that says, I would have done good, I would have lived in faith, Had I known you wanted me to do so, Lord, is it not enough that I believed you existed? But ignorance is not an acceptable plea, for ignorance only exists in the minds of those who seek to justify themselves. The word of the Lord has come in the flesh. He calls, but the goats ignore in word and in deed. Christ bids, come, 
but the goats refuse. Christ says, you are my beloved, but the goats demand his love go unrequited. Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, but the goats are unwilling to accept such exclusivity and choose instead to seek their own way. Christ says, your sins are forgiven, but the goats say, we can take care of ourselves. We do not need you or your forgiveness. Take, eat, and take, drink, invites Christ. But the goats say, we are full enough. No, thank you. It is only bread, or perhaps even not now maybe some other Sunday. The goats are proud to have buried the one talent they were given. The goats are proud in themselves and of themselves. They thought they were good enough. Christ should as well. There is no ignorance in such selfishness. There is no ignorance in such rejection. As Christ so indicates, such rejection is not only cognitive, a decided and a meditated intellectual rejection, but one of character as well, a refusal to live even after being made alive. My dear little mice, you meek and humble creatures, the lion is gone, but he will return. Now is not the time for play, it is the time for work. Feed the hungry, clothe the stranger, visit the imprisoned. In short, your task is to live the new life on the way of Christ, a life of faithful works, as the sheep you have been made to be. Live as sheep. And in Christ you will fear not when he comes, but instead rejoice. For you righteous will dwell with him in eternal life. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, who comes in glory to judge the earth, strengthen the faith of your holy people here on earth that in humble faith and in true belief we may be strengthened to live in piety and holiness. Grant that our hands may be your hands of mercy to our neighbor, that our feet may be your feet to carry us toward those in need, that our mouths may be your mouth to speak words of comfort and assurance, and that our minds and wills may be yours to see, hear, and know what you would have us do and to desire fervently to do it. May our works shine before men and before the judgment seat as true beacons of the faith given in grace by you, O Lord, who yet lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Merciful Father, as you brought forth creation into existence in love and faithfulness, so too in the same do you presently care for all that you have made. In your great love, continue to preserve your people in body and in soul, 
strengthen the resolve of all Christians to seek out your holy word and sacraments, even in times of uncertainty and fear. Grant aid and defense to all in danger, especially the people of North Carolina. Grant relief and strength to all who suffer persecution for your name's sake, especially the Christians of Nigeria, France, Ethiopia, and China. Preserve all lives, especially the innocent, the unborn, and the elderly, and grant that we would see the great value of such lives, even as do you. Grant plenty to those in scarcity, an end to all unrest, violence, and needless death, and abiding peace. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, you alone make the decisions concerning health and sickness, life and death. In every circumstance, give us opportunity to offer thanks and praise for your great mercy unto us. Preserve us in the fervent yearning for nothing but you, that we may be willing to forsake all, even life itself, to join you where you are. Permit that we would see your hand of mercy working for good, even when we do not understand what we experience at your will or why. Into the hands of him whom you sent to be the great physician of body and soul, we commend all who experience wants of body and soul, especially Cindy, Gordon, Sandra, Shelley, Cade, Ramona, Randy, Courtney, Roger, Creed, J.M., Jim, Don, Bill, Janine, and Riley. Grant a noble end and peace at the last to all who are near death, especially Joyce, and likewise grant hope and comfort to all who mourn. By your holy word and sacraments, assure your people of your presence with them, remind them of your promises to them, and distribute your comfort and peace among them. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 